Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. got some exciting news our podcast is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most you'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everyone this is how it works sign up for our contest believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electronic sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V, football, pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your news home for all your office sports pools. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Believe in the You podcast. I'm here with my main man, the Stewcast. We're going to talk about the game against Alabama. We're going to talk some college football. Kind of the state of the program where Miami is heading. Um, Stu, thank you again for joining me, man. I know uh, this was a game that you're pretty, you're a big better. You're an avid better. You love to, uh, you know, the numbers, the games, um, the spreads, take the over, the under. This is your thing. You didn't even want to bet on this game because you had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge uh, Alabama it, in total fan this year I, I didn't think I think this was like more of a rebuilding year so I didn't know what we were to kind of get sometimes they do come out sluggish first game of the season and Miami was a complete unknown I, I think there was a lot of problems of like okay well are we going to get a better pass rush are we going to get a good run defense are we is deer coming back 100 percent um and so it, it just didn't appeal to me because I, I just didn't feel like I had any and 19 and a half, 20 points. I didn't have enough uh, ideas in it to, to get me jazzed about it. So I just stayed away. Yeah. You know, I think what was disappointing for me, I mean, there were so many things. I, I'd never seen, like, just play calling wise, I never expected Red Lashley to come out with this game plan. And I feel like it kind of handcuffed Derek King in this offense from really, you know, putting up a good game. I, I'm still like, I'm worried. My question is around it. There's all we do is just run RPOs and a lot of zone reads. And it's, it just, nothing makes sense. You run the ball third and seven. 
you're down by 27. You're still running the football. Nobody beats Alabama on the ground unless you have a stellar running back room. We'll start off with Reggie Bush as your starting running back, right, (laughs) in college. What do you think was the the ideology around this scheme for Alabama? Well, what I saw, Miami works best when they they have a viable running attack, right? I I think – this offensive line, you know, it was good to see Zion Nelson. I know that was something that we, we had talked about. It was good to see him in the ball game, but it, Miami's offense works best when that threat of the run is there. Right. Uh, I, I don't think they wanted to do, if I was calling the plays, I would have taken a shot down downfield, but they don't respect the run. So, it, you know, they can kind of play off that. And, and plus, Bama was getting pressure regardless of anything else. I think that was a big concern, too. The, the offensive line just got manhandled. I mean, it was, that's just basically it. So if you can't establish the run, and every time you drop back to pass, you have about two, two seconds to get the ball out of your hands, it's going to be hard to throw it downfield. It's going to be hard to do anything other than slants or, you know, the wide receiver screens or the halfback dumps into the flats like it, they were kind of hamstrung for a good portion of it yeah and i think that's what you're kind of seeing with that third and seven um type stuff although i, I agree with you as a fan it's it's brutal to watch yeah i mean it's it's atrocious you're coaching scared believe in your players you have a shortlist heisman contender is what college football said kirk Herbstreit said he could be the face of college football use him okay do not handcuff him and, you know, I felt like King played fairly well, 21 out of 26 going into the third quarter. And, you know, did get messy in the fourth quarter. There was a pick, an awful one, um, you know, a couple bad passes. But, you know, I thought he didn't play a bad game. So, no, Derek played fine. Um, I think it, it, when we talked last night uh, on the scoop on the U, we – uh, you asked me what the positives are. Well, I think I, that could go on the list of positives. Look, it, it, that pass to Restrepo showed you what you can okay. get this year. Yeah. That is beautiful. It was on the money. It showed you what Deere can do. And, hey, Restrepo really – I mean, he was out there running some nice routes. He's a guy that you guys have targeted all offseason, and I think he came to play. That's huge. Getting that third guy. Mike Harley was on the side of a milk carton. That's, but we're, we're accentuating the positives here, right? I thought Rambo had some sure hands and that's, that's really good to pay off. Um, The offensive line, look, it's hard to grade them out when you're going up against four guys that are all NFL players, right? It's real tough. And Will Anderson, you know, with Thibodeau's injury out at Oregon, Will Anderson might just be the best defensive end in the country. Just might be it. I mean, uh, you know, I couldn't imagine playing a tougher defense than maybe Georgia. I think Georgia proved that they're going to be pretty tough this year. Yeah. It, know, there's, there's only so much you can do, right, Paul? I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't know what to say more about the game. It, it's really, it's a litmus test. It's yeah, a, it's a check yeah. in how your, how your program is. And Miami just at the end of the day still isn't there. They just aren't there yet. Do you still think Manny is the right guy at Miami? Because hear me out now, UNC okay. was a tr- 600 rushing yards, not even total yards, 600 rushing yards. Um, Clemson, you lose by 25. 
Against Wisconsin, when he was defensive coordinator, you get blown out by 30. Against Clemson in the ACC title game, you don't show up. As a defensive coordinator against LSU, was awful. They were like playing on fast forward. We were on rewind. It was basically literally what we saw today. Uh, he's never shown up as a defensive coordinator against big games. His teams have never been prepared, and they played down to lower opponents as well. Is Manny D is the right guy? Is there still hope that he can put Miami to the ACC title game consistently? Uh, double-sided answer, and I'm not trying to play like a guy that's lukewarm. I'm going to give you a take. It, it just is going to take me a second to get there. I believe coaches, Manny's in his third, right? Correct. Um, I'm kind of, uh, the way I look at last year, it, it happened, but it didn't happen. Just so many weird things about it. It, it right. almost pressed pause on a lot of things, right? So you, you, you have to forgive certain things that happened last year due to COVID. If I'm a fan of a program, my, my team, my alma mater, they're breaking in Mel Tucker. This is his quote unquote second year. I'm not going to be a real judge of Mel because for at least a couple of years. And the, the reasons are, look, when you come into a program, you have to change it the way you want to. Is there some continuity that he was there prior to becoming a head coach? Yeah, but it's his vision. So you got to get your vision, you got to get your players, and you got to develop your concepts, your team concepts. It's a different offense, it's a different defense, and you got to recruit to that. Saying that, I I always want to give a coach. I believe by year five, you know what you have, you know where you're going. Okay. You got you got your first recruiting class, and we're either trending up or we're trending down or we're staying stagnant. I feel like Manny Diaz is heading towards, in my mind, he's heading towards that plateau idea that Miami's just going to be good enough to be in contention, to be in the ACC championship game year in, year out. They're going to be that one of those top two, top three teams contending for the ACC championship. Hey, they may just get get there and, and you know, get to play in the game. But they're not going further than that. And I, th- I think if that's, if that's what it ends up being, uh, then you're going to probably have to be looking for a head coach. But you, he still has to get another year or two to really figure it out because recruiting-wise, he's he's succeeding. I you know we we see Shamar Stewart uh, in in Miami gear decked out at the game yesterday. <laughs> that right? was yesterday. Uh, what's that? That was yesterday, Stu. Yeah, a lot I of things yeah. happened in that game. <laughs> well, no, no, Shamar Stewart. I saw him waiting in line for the game. Or I, I know, Stu, like Georgia, like like it's either Georgia or Miami, and Georgia like looked pretty damn good defensively. Miami, yeah, but but look, it, it, you're talking it, week one doesn't decide where kids go. Okay, kids make decisions that but are Georgia looks great. We don't see. Georgia. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They do. But you know what? Right. Maybe he wants to go play for the U. All right. Good for him. And 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 the U still got branding. And he's a he's a South Florida kid, right? He's in Miami. Yep. Tough. You know, that's 
there, there's a lot going for Miami there. I'm not, I'm not counting out anything based on week one. That that's, that's silly, but like the, being around and being alive to guys like that is, is, is vital. It's vital to the program because whoever takes over the next coach, if Manny doesn't get the job done, is going to have to face that problem of Georgia, Bama, and everybody else in the country wants to come down to Miami and take the best kids. So, if, sorry to cut you off, Stu. No, you're good. Um, you know, you know, I know you're a big App State fan. You, you're like you like the conference, which is, I don't know, I'm not into that kind of. It's the fun belt. You treat five. it like it's like. Uh, like G5, like, you know, like minor moving league some endangered yeah, it's, species. It's like minor league baseball. Um, I don't watch. Okay. It. <laughs> That's a hot take. And people, some people like it. Um, what well, I mean, tell me about the Zap State team. Cause like, honestly, like I, I think it's going to be a competitive game. Like, I really do think so. I think it's going to be a marginal game where App States might has an, might have an opportunity to win. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking with a couple friends last night and we were trying to come up with a line for the game. And and I, I think maybe eight and a half, nine and a half is where yeah, it opens up. I agree. Uh, look, with App State, they, they played uh, Eastern Carolina. I watched that game uh, that was on Thursday night. Eastern Carolina is a, a pretty decent, fair to average to okay team. They're, they might actually beat South Carolina this week. I know that's not saying much about you know, because it's South Carolina, but it's, that's about the level of the team, right? So they're not bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. Certainly. App State defensively uh, was bringing tons of heat. Uh, They've got a really great defensive end, uh, Demetrius Taylor, who might be the best D end in the Sun Belt. Defensively, I, I always look at them as like a top 20 team this year when I was just kind of combing through, they just got a lot of seniors, a lot of guys with experience, and they're going to, they're going to mix up their blitz packages in a much different way than what, you know, Miami saw week one against Alabama, just schematically Uh, good secondary offensively, offensively. uh, They they got a two headed running back attack and, I, I challenge folks, go look at Cameron Peoples. He is a kid that is clearly going to be an NFL player. Uh, he's he's electric. He's very shifty. He's tall. He's lanky kid. He can get through the tackles. And that, then they got Nate Noel, who's who's more of a stockier, you know, punch in the mouth type running back. But last week, 226 yards on 29 carries between the two of them. I thought we saw what Chase Bryce, former Duke quarterback, you guys saw him last year on on that dreadful team. He's awful. Uh, he came in two fifty six and two TDs, and so, really, it's all play action. It's all by, play action. By the way, Stu, like just random question: Why would you leave App Duke to go to App State? Like, unless you App got- State's a better gig than Duke, brother. I'm talking about getting a college degree. Um. Uh, that is he's talking. He's talking about okay. Chase Bryce went to Clemson, then he went to Duke, and now he's at App State. I don't think getting the college, college degree, degree is not playing in the NFL. Just get your college degree. Hey, he hey. You know they call Boone, North Carolina, the Harvard of the South. That's I've never heard that in my life. Some people I've say heard, it. I've lived. I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, the for three years. Some people I've have said it. That. 
I've never heard that in my three years living in Raleigh, North. Carolina. I've heard it. I've heard it from. I've somebody. never heard that at all. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I also heard Bryce Young was better than Jalen Milrow, but other people thought differently. Um, oh no, I, I think most of Alabama thought. Yeah, that. I think I think the entire nation agrees now. Bryce Young is amazing. Again, not what I said, but okay. I mean, th- thank you for the seven K views. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. That that's still wild to me. Like people, people are still chirping me about it, and it's like that's not what I said. But all right, I love it, man. Um, so Stu, Miami App State seems like it's going to be a ten point spread. What we're looking at right now, uh, Miami do, should win. Paul. You think App State can pull it off? I. I, I know some friends of mine that, that really want to pull for App State and, and be, you know, hot take artists. But look, a, a, at the end of the day, it's a talent gap. Uh, I don't know how you stop De'Ara King in that offense. You know, App State for as good as they are. I think they can put up a fight, but the talent edge at every single position spot, I think it's a little bit too much for them. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, and we are back. Stu, I'm not going to lie, man. It was a crazy week of college football. There were a ton of upsets, a lot of close games. But I'll tell you what, man. Tonight, Florida State is playing Notre Dame. And in my opinion, I I, I, I got Florida State winning this game. I know I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. I'm not supposed to say this. Think about this. It's a home game in Tallahassee. It's going to be sold out. Bobby Bowden... This is going to be like, you know, it's an emotional game. Bobby Bowden passed away. First time Florida State's playing a football game after Bobby Bowden hasn't been a head coach, you know, that he's not alive. He's probably not going to watch it. This is going to be an emotional game. Notre Dame's always fairly overrated every year, like Miami. I got Florida State winning. I don't think that's crazy. I think, you know, I think there's people that agree with you. The line's gone down by about three, four points. So I think Vegas is trending in your direction. I think it really depends on what you really believe about where this Florida State program is headed. I mean, you look at last year, tons of offseason issues, tons. Mike Norvell almost got canned in the offseason because of things said and, and disagreements, a lot of strife. A lot of problems in his first year coming over from Memphis. You see him lose to a bad Georgia Tech team. And I hate Georgia Tech now. They're forever done, dead to me. Uh, By the end of the season, they were playing pretty well. There's talent on this team. I think Mackenzie Milton, it's going to be great to see what he does back from a horrific injury. And look, this Notre Dame team, you're going to get what you always get. A really good uh, running game with Kyron Williams. You're going to get a really stout, solid defense. Uh, I think Marcus Freeman being there is a huge. That was one of the biggest not-talked-about coups 
to come to happen over the offseason because him not going to LSU <laughs> kind of ended up hurting LSU, I think. But I'm not a Jack Cone guy. I saw him at Wisconsin, um, a game manager. He's not going to be Ian Book running around, scrambling, getting you 50 yards and heaving it deep. I'm just not a Jack Cone guy. I just, I'm not, I need to, I need to be proven wrong on that. And that makes this game really interesting because Florida State may not have to do too much to pull this one out in Tallahassee. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. You know, (laughs) that quarterback situation from Florida State is, it's ugly. Like you mentioned, Mackenzie Milton, I just, you know, he had an atrocious injury and I just don't think he's ready to go. Um, you know, it really did hamper his career. And Jordan Travis, I guess that's their other quarterback. I don't I don't think he's a thrower at all. Um, I think if, if McKenzie's playing, I I think there's enough there. I think there's enough there. And and guys are coming back from head injuries um, and, and have been able to be productive. I When I remember him at UCF, the, the one thing that I would say about him is that he's great about not making dumb decisions. And that is a very key component, especially when he's going to come up against, you know, a really solid defense. I I can't knock Notre Dame's defense, even though I wish I could. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting game. Um, What are your other thoughts on, you know, the other slate of college football games, you know, that occurred? Ohio State was in a dogfight. So was Oklahoma. Um, You know, it seemed like, and North Carolina lost two. I think Indiana lost, LSU lost. A lot of teams lost or were in dogfights. Is do you think that's kind of the outcome of college football this season? Just a lot of upsets and a lot of sleeper teams. I think it's a little bit. It's a little bit too early for me to give like a great answer. I I mean because that's a great question and I have to think about it more. But I think when you look at what happened to Washington losing to Montana when you look at the North Carolina game, when you look at the Indiana game, a lot of the teams from last year, you're right, did not necessarily transfer into the first game. On paper, these these guys should be rolling. First game of the season, not so much. Is that just a really tough spot? Is it, you know, they're, they're coming off a tough season. Is it guys left? I don't know. I, I All I know is, is that it looked like week one, there was a lot of rusty teams out there. And then on, on the other side of it, there was a lot of teams that m- maybe we're just not high enough on. Like Iowa looks like they could honestly make it to the Big Ten Championship and, really? and give – I, I think you look at that way that defense and towards the la- latter part of last season, the signs were there that this defense was deadly. They absolutely manhandled Indiana at the point of attack on both sides of the ball, really did whatever they wanted to. Um, and Indiana's got a good defense. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what you do with it. I think the signs are there. It's going to take a couple of weeks to really get a feel for what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, like Washington losing to Montana just like is crazy to me. And New Mexico State was up ten nothing on San Diego State. Like, 
I don't I don't understand some of the outcomes that we had yesterday, but I, I mean that's what films for and and highlight tapes and that's what my day's gonna be. You know, the team that impressed me the most, besides Tulane, because I thought they they looked like a good scrappy team. Tulane's a sneaky team, Paul. Yeah. Uh, like as much as people hate on on you know the AAC, Tulane it, with Pratt's been a good QB. And they've got uh, those brothers at wideout that are like wildly speedy. They're, they were both two four stars that um, uh, Willie Fritz got to come to Tulane. Yeah. Willie Fritz can recruit, especially in Florida. Willie, Willie gets the job done. But yeah, continue. Sorry to cut you off. Um, you know, no- Michigan State's win over Northwestern week one, they were underdogs. I think it was like a 4.5 spread. I mean, Hell of a job. I mean, that's a team. I love Mel Tucker. You know I do. Watch out. Circle Michigan State this year. I think that's going to be a program on the rise. They're trending in the right direction. Um, do you guys play Michigan this year? Yeah, we play them every year. We'll beat them this year. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Um, I wasn't last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't like floored by Michigan's performance the other day. Um, and they lost their their best offensive player in Ronnie Bell. Um, so that's going to hurt. But, yeah, Michigan State, w- when they go to play Miami, that's going to be a super interesting game. Again, I, like I'm a guy, I picked I picked Miami to have over 10 wins. I, I picked Miami to, to win the uh, Coastal. Uh, that hasn't changed for me off, <laughs> off of yesterday. Uh, well, Virginia Tech, man. I'm telling That's you. Be, the, hey, look, I said I in my mind, Vatek and NC State were your two scariest games. Right, right. Not North Carolina, not not Michigan State, not App State. I think I think those are tough games, and you're gonna find out a lot about this team, and you're gonna get punched in the mouth a couple times. But I, I think at the end of the day, Miami, those are the kinds of games. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a basketball thing. You know, where it's like we scheduled the tough teams up early. So, you know, we're more battle tested late. I don't know. But that is a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting year for the Coastal again. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, Tentatively, Miami, when they lose the first game, it becomes a rocky season. This is going back since we played, I think. Yeah, but that's like that. That is that's such a bad. It's on our ID. Why do you schedule these games? Look, I I mean, just because you lost Alabama, there's no there's no shame in that game. Like, I mean, if Alabama plays 99.9 percent of college football, they the same thing happens if they played my spartans the same thing would happen i don't know that we would get the 13 but like it it is what it is the first game is just it it's telling you where the program is like i said earlier i think that's the way you got to look at it and you're not there yet you want to be there someday look uh, hey if i'm looking around i go okay well you know that's where we failed but hey we can get after Clemson. We can, you know, we can get we can get pumped up. We can start looking at everything's still on the table. Like I told you last night, everything is still in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. All your absolutely. goals are I in guess, front of you. I, I'm worried because the schedule is tough. You got App State. You got Michigan State. That's I'm telling you, that's going to be a shootout. You have NC State. You got North Carolina. You got Virginia Tech. Like, the schedule's heating up. 
Like I think I think Miami. I think Miami wins against App State and Michigan State, and I don't think it's like going to be necessarily like a nail biter. I, I think they win those games somewhat comfortably. Um, and and that's a that's a Michigan State fan. I I just think there's too much talent with Derek on the field. It's just. You know, the only reason Alabama was able to stop them yesterday is because of how great their defense is. And as much as I love Michigan State, it's just not there. Uh, but you're right, Vatak, that secondary is elite. There's some NFL, there's some Sunday guys on that defensive. Their defense is very good. But Baumeister, who I thought was better than Hendon Hooker last year, yeah, um, he proved it. That team's that team's fast. And NC State, look. I mean, Illyria and Zavra Knight are like, or Zonovan Knight are like, God, that is, that's a tough offense too. I mean, they, they pound that rock. So I'd be more concerned about those games. I think we saw what North Carolina is. I, I, I think that game is going to be a little bit of a revenge game. And, and that's a game that'll tell you a lot about the program too, because Miami should win that game. And if they if they make it close, if it's a tough, hard fought game, I think then we can start. We can ask some different questions about where this team is headed. We'll see, man. It's the beauty of the season. You, no one is. Everyone has these predictions, and none of it is even remotely going to come close to being true. So uh, we'll see what happens for the Miami Hurricanes for uh, college football as a whole. But I'll say this, Georgia, Alabama, that is my college football prediction for the national title game. Yeah, I get – well, so would they play each other – so they're going to play each other in the SEC championship. Yep. And then they're going to play each other in the – so Alabama wouldn't be four, they would be three. Yeah, it would have to work out seating-wise. I don't know. I mean, crazier things have happened. Yeah, I think then they already pay play for a national title game previously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, run it back. Yeah. Georgia looks good if if JT Daniels can figure it out. I mean, sky's the limit. That's scary. Yeah. Hey, Stu, it was a pleasure to have you on again, man. I greatly appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, and thank you, man. I greatly appreciate your uh, perspective, even if it's uh sometimes off with uh, Bryce Young and. Okay. The fun belt. <laughs> he didn't get past his first read on like 70% of his throws. Stand Bryce, by. Bryce Young looked like the next John Elway. Didn't say he wouldn't. I just said that, hey, they're going to go play in the swamp against Florida. They're going to go to College Station and play against Texas A&M. Look, if you're not getting past your first read there, and this is no slight on Miami, but if you're not getting past your first read there, you're going to have an issue. That's all I'm saying. All right. The stew has spoken. Thank you again, Stu. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Paul, as always, brother. And always, this episode was presented by betonline.com. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.